welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is at-home sunless tanning. Uh, so to begin, the first thing I want to talk about is the Lizzie McGuire makeup collab with ColourPop. So tell me, tell me your thoughts on this. So first thought is cute. Um, ColourPop is killing it with these creative collaborations. I didn't stare too much at the colors because I already knew it was stuff I wouldn't buy. Um, I like the name of the palette for the dream is over. Um, I do have a negative and that is ColourPop. Why are you putting out Mm -hmm. so many launches? You can't tell me you're selling out of all of that product. Where does it go? Are you being wasteful? And when Ulta doesn't sell out a product, they literally smash their cosmetics before they go in the dumpster. So I'd like it if they did more of like three launches a year and made it account. So what were your thoughts? So um, the reason ColourPop can do so many launches is because they own their own factory. So they actually Mm. only make what is requested. So that's how they sell out because they're not making everything all the time. They just kind of put, they kind of pick and choose what they're making at that time. So First, that's why they were able to do this. But second, this this um, collab is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had more thoughts that I want to hear yours. But I, I had like I was literally driving home to like record this with you, and I was like thinking of Lizzie McGuire yeah. <laughs> in my head. So yeah, what were you gonna say about so, it? So it's a palette, two blushes, three or four lip glosses, and then the product that freaking kills me is glitter like gel. It's like a potted glitter. Okay, so come back in time with me to Bath and Body Works circa 1999 where they had the art stuff there and everything Mm -hmm. was glitter. It was roll-on. It was gel. It was lotion with glitter in it. Like we were so glittery. And mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I appreciate them going back to that time because, I mean, that is very when we were watching Lizzie McGuire and covering ourselves in glitter. But it's like, what are we going to do with this glitter in a pot of gel? Am I going to put it on my chest because I'm going to the Friday night middle school dance? <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. So those were my thoughts when I was like coming home. I was like, oh, cute. And then I was like, Lizzie McGuire. I was like, what a small niche to get into. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like air generation that loved Lizzie McGuire. But a lot of us have moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nostalgic to look at. But even like a lot of our friends have kids and they're not going out. And then we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm like, where would air generation that knows about Lizzie McGuire be wearing any of this stuff? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that the younger kids know about her or even care about or, Lizzie. Or Do care. They? No, they don't know. And they they don't care no they don't care yeah and it's it's um they have like a lip scrub too and that's cute and like the lip glosses they're in that like classic lancome juicy tubes style um mm-hmm. super cute but like the eyeshadow is like purples and yellows yeah, I think they would have hit it a lot better if they did like really cute light shimmers because that was yeah. also really big at that time. We weren't really allowed to wear makeup, but you mm-hmm. were trying to just, you know, put a little shimmer here and there to show that you were cute. Mm-hmm. The um, the names of the colors um, on the palette, though, are really fun um, because they're definitely from the show. Like one of it is like outfit repeater 
and <laughs> like right like it definitely gave me like show flashbacks um mm-hmm. but it's very um it's very based on like the cartoon version of Lizzie too which that yes. the cartoon um she always like weirded me out like Lizzie's inner thoughts too I agree uh-huh. I just liked the people part of it <laughs> me too um the outfit repeater people so yeah I mean it's cute but it was it necessary no definitely not it reminds me of something I would see at like Walmart with where the like lip smackers are yes exactly yep spot Um, on with that the other thing I wanted to tell you is so after our episode on k-beauty and you talked about using the peeling gel on your feet um so I started to use it on my feet and I ended up using it on my entire body and it was amazing it was (laughs) it? it is so crazy I love it it was amazing so I it started on my feet and then I rinsed off my feet this was like so I was like in the shower but the shower hadn't been turned on yet because the peeling gel I find really the one I have works best with dry skin um, yeah, I I meant to say that. I, I know that I said that I keep the bottle in my shower. I meant to say after that, I don't use it in the shower when I'm wet, but it's mm-hmm. just sitting there. So when I'm like about to get in, it's like a trigger to be like, you know what? It would probably be a good idea to exfoliate a little bit. So, right. so yeah. it started with my feet and then moved on to my calves and my <laughs> legs. And before I knew it, I, my entire body was peeled off and I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, it's so nice. And then it was really um, nice to just be in the shower and rinse off. Absolutely. Yeah. All of it. And then you can put like a nice oil if you have like a bath oil or something afterwards yeah. and it just really makes it. Yeah. And how much, how much time did that take you? Oh, I mean, maybe like five, 10 minutes. Yep. Not. See, it's not really adding anything more onto your routine mm-hmm. or your day, but it's really, it's helping you out a lot. Yeah. My feet feel really nice. I'm really glad I did that though. They deserve yeah, it. Yeah. Actually, I um, shouted out my friend, Christine, who's getting married and said that her and her fiance had been using the sex appeal. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, she was like, thanks for the shout out last week. And she's like, and now I'm about to go use it on my feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really seriously, if you have any of these exfoliating sprays or like the peeling gel, mm-hmm. use it on your feet. It will be happy. Yeah. I totally forgot. I actually have one. Um, Peter Thomas Roth makes one. And I think that was like the first time I was introduced. Theirs is called like the Firm X. Um, but their bottle is like maybe 40 or 60 bucks. So go K-Beauty or go Sonia Roselli with these. You don't need the Peter yeah, Thomas Roth and one. I think P- um, Peter Thomas Roth was the one that made those the actual pads too which was mm-hmm. like yeah yeah and um, I think Sonia's thinking about transferring hers over to the pad version but mm-hmm. she always asked the community of makeup artists how they would like to see her product before it actually gets released so oh and also we just got accepted as an affiliate for Sonia Rosselli mm-hmm. beauty Woo! into our dms guys and was like why do you not have a link like you're definitely like selling this so mm-hmm. we have a link for that now we'll get it all set up and anytime you buy her products we'll have a code for you I'm not sure if there will be a discount but it will at least kind of like bring some love to the beauty guides and then maybe we can send that love back to you <laughs> that's awesome yeah it was really exciting for us guys to get our first approach about affiliate especially from Sonia which I mean you guys have heard us talk about her probably every episode Absolutely. For sure. Um, The other thing I was going to say about beauty news is we were just talking on the phone before we started recording is that um, a few episodes ago, Kelsey brought up the Kat Von D beauty bomb Mm -hmm. that is starting to go viral on TikTok. Um, The coverage looks insane. I haven't tried it myself. I'll definitely be putting it through the ringer. Um, I want to see what it looks like in actual like natural lighting, not the lighting that people record their makeup on. Because if you didn't know that, it's totally different lighting and your makeup looks 10 times better behind this lighting. You really want to like test the products in 
you know, to the naked eye. So I'm really excited to see what that's going to be like. But on the TikTok videos, the coverage looks insane. So wait, Lauren, does this mean you're on TikTok now? Have you joined us? No, on TikTok? I only see the TikTok videos <laughs> because they get sent through to Instagram. I, um, I, I still live in caves. Sometimes when I'm alone, I think about it, but it. <laughs> I still haven't done it. Don't do it. I, I have gone to some depths on TikTok that I really wish I never wasted. I'm Sometimes I'll get on TikTok and I'll look at the clock and it's like three hours later. And I'm like, what happened? How did this happen? But they're see that happening yeah (laughs) their algorithm is good man they get you they know exactly what you like they show me like these raccoon videos as well as makeup videos like they know what I like they know what I like raccoons and makeup I'm not all against like an algorithm that knows me I'm like give me what I like absolutely well the problem with TikTok is there is no end you can just scroll Mm, forever forever the rest of your life Mm -hmm. so I wanted to tell you that I have been seeing the Danessa Myricks um makeup kind of pop up here and there um yeah yeah. yeah, I wanted to say a couple things about it number one I am a little okay not to hate on her but I'm a little confused by some of her packaging and she has these like I guess they're a liquid or a cream eyeshadow but it's in like a squeeze tube Um, it looks like I got it at the icing. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks really scary until you see it put on and then you see it put on. It's beautiful. And it's, it's, um, it's funny because it's that look that we've kind of been talking about, um, with each other. And I think I mentioned it once on the podcast, but that kind of just like one color shimmer all over the lid, kind of mm-hmm. look really pretty just kind of like icy vibes um I don't know glossy vibes but her blushes look awesome she has this like contour bronzer that looks awesome I mean all of it looks really awesome and you can definitely tell it's very makeup artist uh created makeup because it, it's yeah just, yeah it's very like effortless makeup like a effortless exactly look. and I think that's what's cool about it is because Danessa Myricks is a makeup artist mm-hmm. first and foremost um so she definitely started out as a small indie brand and she makes products that her as a makeup artist can use and it's also like very editorial style mm-hmm. um that's the fun of it is sometimes there's like makeup out there that you want it to look a certain way on camera and she's really delivering another thing I think is um you know, eyeshadow, there's nothing unsanitary about like dipping your brush in eyeshadow, but I like the fact that it comes in a tube and it's mm-hmm. almost like it only touches that person's face. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool too. And do you ever see that little acrylic palette she uses on mm-hmm. her hand? Yeah, I think that's I, so cool. I bought it. Oh, good for you. You deserve it. I love it. Yeah, I just started using it. And another thing is it's really cool for color matching because mm-hmm. it's clear. So you can hold it up against next oh. to somebody and like put your foundation on it and kind of see if it's going to match the skin before you even start getting there. Do you use one of those like puffs that you put kind of on where your like pinky finger is? So when you like rest your hand on the client, you're not like removing makeup or adding makeup. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have about 50 puffs that are all <laughs> reusable and they can go in the little, um, one of those little laundry bags, mm-hmm. just like my reusable cotton rounds. Um, I use them all the time. I don't think I'm in the habit as much as using them, um, you know, for balance or on the face, but nothing sets your makeup, like putting powder on one of those puffs and then just putting it in the T-zone. But I also love to use it too for the lip area. Cause a lot of people, especially as we mature, we don't really have a defined line for where our lip is. Mm -hmm. So if I can put my puffs are in little triangles. So if I can put just, you know, the line of the puff in certain areas of the lip, I can actually like draw out a lip that's 
you know, has, it's like a little cooler. <laughs> yeah. So um, that actually, the reason that's happening is because we're losing um, collagen and elastin and we have that um, muscle. There's a muscle that goes kind of all the way around our lips. It looks like almost when clowns draw makeup and they do like the red circle around their mouth. Um, and that muscle starts to kind of lax a little bit around our mouth. So then we lose that lip line. Wow. That makes so much sense because I've been meaning to bring it up to you because I'm always in people's faces and I'm always fascinated by, you know, what's happening with each person of a different age that's in my mm-hmm. chair. And I do notice that the lips, not only do they kind of, you know, I want to say deflate a little bit and mm-hmm. disappear, but it almost looks like the lip is actually going into the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I kind of like pull it out, there's almost more lip there that I could put the lipstick on, but you don't want to do that because it'll go to the teeth. But mm-hmm. it, it always fascinates me. And this makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there are. The muscles of the face are crazy, but it, around the mouth is one specific one. They're, the lip balm by Drunk Elephant, um, their claim is that they help um, – the lip balm helps redefine the lip line and lip area. I have no idea if this is true or not or how that would even mm. work at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's cute that they – I think it's like a $30 lip balm too. See, that sounds like marketing to me because doesn't it make sense that if you just w- use your Aquaphor every night before bed, I think a lot of it has to do with hydration and, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people are actually hydrating your lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't like the Aquaphor lip balm. I like straight up Aquaphor like for diaper rash in the big tube. I actually I'm looking at the one that's right next to my bedside table because that's what I put on my lips every night. Well, then I'm just going to buy that one because I'm always having to buy the little squeeze tube of the lip stuff. And it's just, you know, I go through it a lot. Also, for our listeners, did you know that your skin on your lips and your butthole are the same? (laughs) 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 So that's why your lips are so dry, honey. You have to moisturize. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that I mm. <laughs> you know what's funny? At the end of every class, I make my students tell me what they learned today, and throughout the class, I spe- I spew out random facts that have nothing to do with what we learned. Like for example, I informed them yesterday that starfish starfish shit out their mouths, and oh, I feel like that was your starfish shit out their mouths fun fact. Absolutely. Also, like starfish, I'm offended. What's happening? Well, they only have one hole. They have one hole. Oh, poor yeah. thing. Yeah, that's that's all they get. They only get one. Yeah. Um. Wow. Uh. So I wanted to. Do you have any more makeup to talk about? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the big news is, um, Demi Lovato, um, documentary series came out on YouTube this week. Um, yes. Lauren and I both love Demi, and we've talked about her before. And one of my favorite things about Demi is. Um, she goes through these really rough times and instead of hiding it, um, like most celebrities do, she'll sit there and make a documentary and answer everything. And I feel like she answers everything honestly and truthfully and knowing that it might not be the best look for her, but, um, she kind of shares this like growing journey. Um, Mm -hmm. she speaks really openly about mental illness. She speaks really openly about addiction and just all these very taboo topics. And, um, I love that. And then I love on top of all of that, she is so talented. Dude, she can sing. And then like watching her play all the instruments on the documentary, Uh I was just like, gosh, she's so talented. Uh Did you watch episode one? They dropped episode one and two. I watched both. Did you watch both? I did. Yay. Okay, okay. Good, okay. Good. we can talk about okay, both good. of them. Also, is your sister watching this? Um, no, I was texting her about it when I was watching it and she was um telling me that so a lot of 
people in the um, sober community are kind of mad because she um, she is California sober right now. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was watching a few mm-hmm. like little clips of the guy from Intervention had to come on and, of course, say his piece. But, um, yeah, I could see how in that community how she is very problematic right now. Well, okay. So when we had talked about our sobriety episode and you had talked about the fact that like I didn't smoke weed and like you called me a saint or whatever. The reality is I have nothing wrong with smoking weed. And I honestly wish I could smoke a little bit of weed every once in a while and like get the edge off. That's just not really an option for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I haven't I mean, I'd rather people get high than drink alcohol. Like, oh, well, Debbie's saying that she drinks in moderation and smokes. Oh and I really do. I mean, okay, I'm just going to, like, come out and say, like, kind of my final thought sure. on watching this. I kind of got this really bad pit in my stomach that just made me think, like, we might not always have Demi. No, no, we won't. She is always someone that is going to struggle with these things. Yeah. And she's had trauma in her past. And like you said, I love that she opens up. And I think it's so important that she does what she does. But there is always this, like, lingering feeling mm-hmm. that it's, like, we might find out that Demi has gone back to her other ways or that she has called up her dealer in Mm. some sense because shit gets hard. And sometimes that's how she escapes, unfortunately. And she knows it's not the right way, but things just get so deep for her. Yeah. There were a couple of things that really stood out to me. Um, and, and I agree with what you're saying. Um, number one, the fact that everyone in that interview said, and these are people who are her best friends and things like that. They all said she is so good at hiding things. Yes. And she's always been. I mean, every, because she's had a couple of documentaries out now and every single one, they all will come out and say, none of us had any idea because she's so good at hiding this. Yeah. How cute is her sober friend? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love her hair. She's just yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah. But she seems cool. <laughs> yeah. I was texting my sister because I was like, I was like, what is a sober buddy? And so actually celebrities hire people who are sober um, to be their mm-hmm. sober buddy. So it's just someone um, it's not actually you're not actually have any qualifications or anything like that. There's no I think there's like maybe a training program you go through, but um, it's not really um, like a health professional. It's just someone who's mm-hmm. sober who's probably gone through recovery. Um, yeah. So, but apparently celebrities pay a lot. So I was like, shit, I'm going to apply. I know. I'm like, should we move to LA and be someone's sober friend? Like well, I could do it. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm in, South, Flor- I I'm in South Florida. I think I've, I think I could probably find a celebrity down here in South Florida. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that's true. But all celebrities come down here at least once. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that stuck out to me really um, jarringly was the fact that they were talking about how they celebrated that she made it to 28. Girl, um, yes, because mm-hmm. the 27 Club has like mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, you know, mm-hmm. all these amazing people that passed. Mm-hmm. I think even Mac Miller was 27. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, cr- just, yeah, they, they celebrated that she made it past 27 years old to 28 and was sober. Yeah, I don't think Demi is long for this world, which is really sad. She has a lot of, she has trauma and she has mental illness. And I mean, that that is hard for anybody. And then you add celebrity on top of it where she has... um sort of like limitless funds, right? And limitless opportunities and limitless chances and limitless people that will give her whatever she wants. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's also important to note that like the type of um, energy that Demi has, it's it's amazing, but she is not the kind of girl that can ever do normal things, Mm-mm. you know, like, Mm-mm. but I think, you know, if, if for anything, anything happened to her in the future where she wasn't with us, I kind of take some peace in knowing like, 
that girl did it, you know, while she was here on earth, like the Mm -hmm. seeing her like sold out tours and her performing everywhere. I'm like, I'm glad that she has been such a light to so many people. But for those that haven't watched the documentary, kind of like the way it goes down is they did an entire documentary um, in 2018 when she did her last tour. And that was the tour where she was in really great shape. And um, she was singing like, sorry, not sorry and stuff like that. And um, she was six years sober, but they ended up canning that documentary because she overdosed like a week later. So they keep going back to those moments of the tour where she had like a nutritionist, a chef, a personal trainer, or she had this whole team about around her that was keeping her quote healthy and sane. But you can just see when you're watching it, like she's anything but, and Mm -hmm. she's total Leo energy. She doesn't want people to tell her what to do. She doesn't like that control. When she feels that control, she kind of starts to spiral more. And um, that's just a lot with her personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, um, So they talk about because of her last stint in rehab and everything that they sort of created this sort of oppression uh, community around her where Mm -hmm. every single person was in control of every single aspect of her life. And like, of course, you're going to break. So she didn't even have to think for herself. It was like, Demi, you wake up at 830, you work out with your trainer, your chef makes your food, you go to meditate here. Like, Mm -hmm. I I know that sounds good in reality, Mm -hmm. but part of sobriety is learning to do the work yourself, you know? Yeah. And, and relying on yourself and finding the strength within yourself. And, um, I think they were like, no, your creativeness is in the music. That's where you get to express yourself. And, and it's like, yeah, but that's not enough. That's not enough. No. And, um, at the, okay. I keep talking about this part and I get goosebumps every time I talk about it, but there, um, was a point where everything came full circle and she has this sister who's a lot younger than her mm-hmm. and her parents told her like if you aren't going to be sober you can't be around her like this is such a bad influence and when Demi overdosed like she had a stroke she had a heart attack and she lost most of her vision so her little sister came to the hospital to see her and as soon as like Demi like looked at her she couldn't see her mm-hmm. she was like who's there I can't see you so mm-hmm. like how I oh it makes me get chills how yeah. crazy that like she couldn't see her sister because of the drugs. She got sober for her sister. And then after she overdosed, like she literally could not see her sister who was standing right in front of her because of the damage that mm-hmm. she had done. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when I started crying. That's when I started Yeah, crying. yeah. It, that was so emotional. And the documentary has her neurologists on there, her doctors, her friends that have been helping her along the way. Um, so it's, it's just so well done. And I really think that everybody should check it out. And I'm excited for the third part. And I just can't get over her dealer. And he actually did like sexually assault her when he overdosed her on fentanyl as well Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that's terrible why nobody will ever do anything to him but just to know that person walks this earth is gross yeah yeah did you um let's end on a happy note did you see the little thing at the end of episode two where they were asking her neurologist like did you know who she was (laughs) and he was like he was like no I had no idea no he said and I gave it a week before I googled her and then the documentary (laughs) guy it was like but now you know she's got some bops (laughs) yeah that was really cute because he's just like this nerdy doctor like yeah it was super cute it's um it's definitely a heavy documentary there's um it looks like they're going to be releasing an episode a week and I think I had read that there were six parts so two of them are out already um so much more they tell us I felt like and each part is only 22 minutes yeah so it's just for us to talk this long just about two episodes like like there's more there's so much more they they hooked us they hooked us yeah they did did. I don't know I'm here for it I love Demi I I um I am so glad that she's being so honest about her you know it's not easy it's really not everything she has to deal with and and I had no idea about a lot of the trauma that she had 
I mean, how, how would I, I don't know her. Um, so yeah. it, it just makes me like her even more. Yeah, it was definitely something very important for me to watch at this time. I mean, I, I haven't been struggling in my sobriety, but like I've been in kind of a down mood and I'm like, well, why can't I have a drink or something like that? But seeing her progress in that way, because that's kind of how she went down. She was mm-hmm. like, I've been sober for six years. Why? Why mm-hmm. am I sober? Like, this isn't fun. It There's a lot going on in my life. So she started just like slowly drinking, smoking weed, and, you know, it just escalates to full-blown meth, heroin. <laughs> Yeah. everything else so yeah. it was it, if you are kind of like on that sober train or like living that kind of life I felt like it was a really meaningful documentary to just remind you of maybe why you're choosing that lifestyle yeah absolutely and if you're on that sober train hey you got the beauty guides on that train with you we're yes girl. we're we, here for you you got that podcast you can listen to on that train we're with you yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about something a little more fun. So yeah. we thought it would be fun to talk about our at-home sunless tanner <laughs> disasters because you know we've been through it. <laughs> so right, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Yeah. So um, senior year of high school, um, you know, prom's coming up. Um, so yep. I and that was when Jergens self tan lotion I think was on the market had just hit the market and it was awful. But I used so much of it and of course I would buy the dark version, right? Because oh yeah, because why do anything to your why, real skin tone? Why? <laughs> and but the thing is, is I wouldn't apply it to my feet for some reason. So um, and I remember like photos of like, um, you know, girl gang photos or whatever from like my ankle bones down is pale white pale white and then the rest of me is like orange <laughs> yeah jergens yeah Ugh. what about you um yeah so I have to say this episode was so nostalgic for me because I definitely was that girl obsessed with spray tans bronzer memberships to mystic tans it was all about the tan for me the first one I could think of was prom junior year I was wearing a white dress there was this new at-home bronzing system that was like as seen on TV, one mm-hmm. of those products. I think I got it from that section of Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came with like a plastic gun and then a can of the bronzing solution. So the gun was probably about the size of a person's hand. It looked like a hot glue gun, but with a big, like a hole big enough for the sunless tanner to be like pushed through. So anyways, super dark, super messy, turned my armpits green. <laughs> Like, like sewage, Oscar the Grouch green. And I know that there are certain sunless tanners that will react with your deodorant. So it was definitely that. I called the hotline to help and they just told me to exfoliate. And let me tell you, that was not the solution. <laughs> like it was, I ended up getting it off for prom, but oh God, it was so disgusting. And then the other one that um I was thinking about was, Going to Hollywood Tans in Sonora Park, the one located next to Image Creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at Image Creators and had gotten off of my late night shift and tried to squeeze in a last minute quick mystic tan. The girls working there, they're always like super young and let's be real, they don't give a shit about your life. So <laughs> they definitely accounted for not having any more customers the rest of the night. And it felt like they had sprayed the mystic booth down almost with a hose. So I'm in there, you know, assuming the position, waiting for it to like spray out on me. And I can literally feel like droplets of water coming down on my skin. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those situations where I knew it would be like a mess and I just had to like go home and wash it off. So always problems with sunless tanning I'm glad we've come a long way and now you can do it at home and we're going to tell you all the ways you can do it at home or you can hire a professional to hire you to Um, hire you to spray you (laughs) so Lauren I didn't realize that you were until we had done this episode how big sunless tanning and spray tanning was a part of your life I had no idea I don't think I realized it either until I started writing it and then I was like (laughs) damn I am like talking this episode (laughs) so Lauren tell us the history of spray tans 
Yeah, so in our episode on SPF, Kelsey told us the story about Coco Chanel getting the sunburn, and the fashion industry went crazy. So she literally invented the (laughs) suntan. (laughs) So since then, the beauty industry has been creating products to create the perfect tan. So in World War II, they would use tea bags to to stain the skin. Um, Then in the 1950s, a researcher named Eva Wittgenstein had been treating children with a rare metabolic disorder. She noticed that the medicine she used when it splattered it stained the patient's bodies but not their clothes they discovered this was because the dihot the way i'm gonna mess this up (laughs) dihydroxyacetone aka did i do it yeah you did it that's queen okay also known as dha we're just gonna call it dha Mm -hmm. after painting her own skin with the solution it turned brown within a few hours so now we're in the 60s um, it was seen as a miraculous substance, and they bottled it into products like Coppertone QT, which promised to bronze you while you sleep so that you won't need stockings. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny to think that, like, women were always wearing stockings and tights, like, in nude colors, like, oh. to pretend it was skin? So wild. So at this time, the DHA produced the color changes by a Mallard reaction, which is a reaction between amino acids, which is your skin, and sugar, which is the DHA solution. So it essentially is browning the top layer of human skin the same way a steak browns as it cooks. These solutions were thick and paste-like and turned you orange and unnatural (laughs) colors. The problem was they could not control how much DHA got into the skin. So now we're in the 70s, and there are more people making sunless creams. And they tried mixing dogwood powder and walnut powder into the formula to soften the bold color. But the real problem was with the cream, it stuck out in clumps on the top layer of the skin. That sounds like a buzzkill. (laughs) Um, The experimentation of sunless tanners continues, and then in 1997, Estee Lauder creates a patent. Uh, And Estee Lauder chemist notes, it all comes down to the penetration. Yeah, it does. The creams creams trapped DHA on the surface of the skin, resulting in an undesirable orange cast on fair-skinned humans. The trick was to deliver DHA into deep layers so that it could react with more cells. Thus was born a fake, fake breakthrough, the atomized is that right atomized droplet atomized atomized Atomized. droplet Mm -hmm. yes so nowadays many sunless tanners are spritzed on like spray paint so let's get into how to get that faux glow at home so step one is to self tan is to exfoliate and moisturize 100 and so um you also want to be sure to um if you choose to shave your legs to shave at this point shaving is a form of superficial exfoliation so you just want to do this step before applying the self-tan that's so true and really start thinking about putting moisture into your skin at this stage you need balanced and evenly prepped skin for a good spray tan the products may stick rub off or show up in odd patterns on dry or patchy areas of your skin so bonus points if you shave with a nice moisturizing cream and shaving is also essential because having a dark solution sit on hair will make the skin more noticeable Kelsey, what do you like to use for exfoliation on your body? Yeah, so I have two things that I use. um, And I use these just in general for exfoliation, um, not necessarily before, just before a um, at-home tan. The first one is dry brushing. Um, Mm -hmm. Dry brushing is becoming a little more popular, um, but it's been around for a really long time. These are those large, like, paddle-like brushes with a strap on them. So you put them in your hand, and you do them in circular upward motion. So you always work towards 
towards the heart. Um, these uh, we use in the aesthetics industry, the spa industry, because it helps with circulation, lymphatic drainage. It allegedly helps with cellulite, but girl, just, yeah. just rock <laughs> your like cellulite. Kind of a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the best. Like, you know, there's really nothing that can help your no. cellulite. And cellulite's actually genetic. So guys, stop like chasing this yeah. dream of being cellulite free it's fine I've literally never cared about my cellulite which is so funny um I know that's like a big trigger for a lot of women but I'm like whatever it is whatever I have lines in my thighs like just don't look at them yeah okay. and but dry brushing isn't that um an ayurvedic technique it is, is, that what it is? it's Ar- yes. ayurvedic yes so um it's commonly followed up with an application of oil so you dry brush either in the morning or at night it's usually done before bathing um so you follow it up then with an application of oil and then what you do is you get into the shower and then you bathe um and it, it just leaves your skin so soft and smooth um and it also it, it is kind of almost like a a meditative grounding um, self-care thing you can do. Um, I agree. So, so easy. You were saying what sex appeal or the exfoliation you were using took mm -hmm. about 15 minutes before. If you add dry brushing on, that's like, 15, 20 minutes tops yeah. added to your routine. And dry brushing before I get in the shower takes two minutes. So, yeah. you know, you can donate two minutes to this. Um, Absolutely. The, the other one I use, I tend to always have one of these in my shower, is by the brand Tree Hut, which, I mean, you can get these at CVS, Walmart, Target, anywhere. And they have really fun sugar scrubs. Um, right now I have a mango-scented one. So I actually, I like to Ooh. use these before shaving, but also before self-tanning and just kind of scrub, scrub my whole body. I love that. I love those too. And they're so accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. um, Kelsey posted a reel during K-Beauty week of her using that Milky Dress Oasis cream. So sex appeal works the same way, except it's a spray. So you spray it, rub the skin, and your skin balls up and falls off. So that's another alternative for exfoliating, which mm -hmm. we've been talking about, but just to reiterate it again. Um, this is a great product for some of those naturally dry areas of the body, like the knees or the heels of the feet. So shaving, dry brushing, and using a scrub or ex chemical exfoliator, all three of these methods are pretty mild. So if you like the luxury of it, you could do all three, but you absolutely have to shave and exfoliate. And when we say shave, I know a lot of people are like, oh, let the hair be free nowadays. Totally, if you're into that. But like we're trying to talk about like the perfect at-home application. Like you walk out looking like a Hollywood starlet with mm -hmm. your perfect tan. So mm -hmm. in order to get that, I would shave and exfoliate. Mm -hmm. um, the tree hut sugar scrubs Kelsey is talking about is the quickest, easiest way to exfoliate. Yeah. So hashtag lazy girl hack on that. <laughs> yeah. The next thing is moisturizing. You don't want to use an oil or something that will make the skin greasy. You want a lotion type moisturizer. You never know what your sunless tanning product can react with. So I say go on the side of caution and use a moisturizer, moisturizer that is not too scented. A body butter would be good. I always like to suggest the hemp's lotion. It's so natural and light and you can't go wrong with it. Mm -hmm. If you are prone to super patchy areas or you really want to make sure you don't get any type of discoloration in the toes and the hands, take a beauty sponge, wet it, apply the lotion to it, and dab these products in those crevices. A lot of time the solution is getting stuck in these areas and sitting there and developing. That's why it looks crazy. So putting extra moisture here will help. The next thing you want to do when you have picked your sunless tanner is always purchase the mitts. <laughs> I think lotion and mousse sunless tanners are the most user-friendly to apply. Sunless tanners that spray can be good for the actual application, but you still have to rub it these in to get the smooth and even look you're going for. Think about it. It's a stream of liquid coming out of a small nozzle. It kind of pixelates you. Also, these tend to clog up a bit. If it does, run it under hot water. Um, there is a little precision of knowing 
showing where you are spraying these, you have to apply it in the shower because it literally sprays everywhere and it gets everywhere. That's why I'm not a big fan of the spray cans, but I wanted to at least give you a little idea on what you can expect from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Always put a towel on the floor and start applying. Make a plan for how you apply. I like to do upwards and downward strokes. I only go up to the neck. Always purchase a different sunless tanner for your face and body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very important. You definitely don't want, I th- don't you agree, Kelsey, that I think the ones that go on your body are a little stronger and darker. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And then also, um, just like how, uh, skincare you is different for your body and your face. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. The last step is to wear baggy clothes, like sweatpants and a loose tank top. The more clothing you put on when in the drying and processing period, the more risk you have of it coming off. I'm Uh, a big fan of applying at night and then sleeping naked. mm -hmm. Um, I do like to wait 30 or 45 minutes before actually getting into bed. Yeah. I want to say I have a specific bra I wear when I know that I have self-tanner on and then- Yeah, um, that's smart. Yeah. What is this bra? Is it like more of a sports bra or bralette? No, it's just one of my um, one of my bras that I I don't really like white bras because I feel like after you wash them they become a dingy gray. So it's a bra that I just really wouldn't wear, and so now it's become my self tanner bra. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the best aftercare for your spray tan is to wait to shower for a few hours, moisturize constantly. And then when you start getting splotchy and it's wearing off, repeat. Um, Some fun ways to get rid of a spray tan a bit quicker from personal experience is a good bath, going into a sauna, taking a killer workout class, and just sweating. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelsey, I don't preach the Clarisonic or any of those facial brushes, but you know what will blast a spray tan off? A freaking Clarisonic. (laughs) Like, that's what it's good for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's talk about some of the products that we like, Kelsey. Yeah. So my favorite self-tanners is definitely St. Tropez. I think they make some of the best self-tanners. And I use the Self-Tan Classic Bronzing Mousse. Um, I originally bought this in a kit that came with the mitt. Um, It was like a starter kit. Um, I love the mousse because it's like a a foam texture. And I think it's so easy to see where you applied and where you have to spread it. The undertone with this one is almost like an olive undertone. So I find that I don't get that orangey look that we were all rocking in circa 2006. Um, Right now, the one that I have, and I checked on Ulta, it's still available. It's like a watermelon flavored scented one um i see that yeah yeah so it has like a slight watermelon scent but it definitely does not have like the self-tan scent um and that self-tan scent i think that you associate with like spray tans um yeah it smells like cat pee i cannot stand it cannot stand it so i don't i don't experience any of that with the um the watermelon scented one and i'm I'm a really big fan um and then i always make sure to uh, to rinse out my mitt afterwards and then kind of set it hang it up somewhere to dry as well because it will stain your mint mitt and then it kind of looks ugly and brown green just not a good look almost moldy yeah so I was actually going to get into that because you know going over the sanitation of the mitt Mm -hmm. like the mitt really is kind of like one-time use but I like to extend my mitt a little bit I usually buy like three or four at the beginning of the summer and then I do what you do but Mm -hmm. I love what you said about the um, Saint Tropez having an olive undertone Mm -hmm. because whenever I wash out my mitt and I squeeze it into the um, sink I always see like a weird greenish Mm -hmm. olivey cast which is definitely Definitely in the color wheel, that color is opposite of like red and orange. So mm-hmm. that explains that they put that color in there to combat the 
orange tint that we're used to. So I wash my mitt with soap and water um, and warm water and then set it up to dry. You only use it once? Or it's supposed no, to no, no. I was saying that's like kind of what you're supposed to buy them for. But you can totally, if you're just using it on yourself, you can get a good like at least three or four extra uses if you wash it immediately and then hang it to dry. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. So then for my face, I love the brand Isle of Paradise. They make self-tanning drops. Um. These can be dropped into any moisturizer and applied to the skin. They come in a light, medium, and dark. I use the light. And you can kind of control the tan by how many drops you apply. I find for my face in decollete, I only need about maybe four drops or so. And then it's just like the most subtle self-tan color. Um, if I want a little bit deeper, I can add more drops or I can follow it up the following day. Um, and it also has a really nice even fade on the skin as well. And I think that's a big um, point with self-tanners is how they fade as well. When you get some of these cheaper brands, they, you get this really kind of just uneven, not great fade. Yes, I talk about that. I'm going to talk about that more in a little bit, but it's so true. And that's such a great point to make about the Isle of um, Paradise tanning drops. How many, um, so you said only four Mm -hmm. is how much it takes you. About how many days does that last? Maybe three or four, maybe three or four. Okay, so you can use that bottle for a pretty long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm just about to finish my original bottle and I got it last year. Ooh, that's nice. I also wanted to bring up again that program that Olive Paradise Drops is doing. They now sell refillable pouches of their solutions to refill your glass vial, which is another great reason to shop with them. Yeah, I was going to look into doing, see if I'm looking into the refillable pouches for when I'm done with this bottle, actually. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear all about it. Mm-hmm. I still need to buy that stuff. I'm very intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Um, another product I love um, is I bought because of you. You recommended the Hemp's um, Daily like Gradual Tanning Moisturizer with SPF 35. Um, yes. Thank you for remembering that. That is mm-hmm. such a good product that I didn't even think to talk about today. Yeah. I'm usually not a nighttime sh- – I'm usually a nighttime shower. I don't usually shower during the day, but sometimes I will. And when I do, that's what I apply to my arms and legs. Um, and then Ooh. I know this summer I'm going to be using a lot of that because it does have the self-tanner, but it also has the sunscreen in it. So I love both those things. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I usually use that at the pool because it starts kind of giving my legs color, mm-hmm. but not from the sun. So I never thought to use it at night before I go to bed. I really like this product too. A, it smells amazing. B, it has the sun coverage in it. Um, but it comes in one of those, uh, just like a pump bottle, like a normal lotion, mm-hmm. which is really nice. I just think it's really user-friendly and easy. Mm-hmm. As far as products, I hate the Jergens lotions. They smell like that no. self-tanner. I can smell it all day. To me, it smells like like BO or something. Like I can't, cannot deal with the Jergens lotions. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a fan either. Mm-hmm. Some of the ones that I like, um, Saint Saint Tropez. Can I say it? Mm-hmm. Saint Tropez can do no wrong in my eyes. It really is goat of sunless tanner. <laughs> They have so many fun solutions for sunless tanner. Shop around, see what you like. But the mousse really is the best, efficient, most user-friendly sunless tanner product that lasts. Um, as far as what I don't like, I have to bring this up because I felt like I had a wedding a couple weeks ago and this bridesmaid would not stop yelling about Ulta <laughs> sunless tanner being the best ever. It was like no one answered her and then she had to keep saying it. And I'm like, dude, it's the worst. So um, I've tried the Ulta brand sunless tanner and here's what I have to say. It's a closer color to Saint-Tropez. 
but it only lasts like a day. So I'm a big fan of just what Kelsey was saying of my sunless tan lasting a few days, having a really good fade out. Sometimes when it only lasts um, only one or two, you're in this weird limbo state where it hasn't washed off your skin completely, but you feel like you need to reapply because hello, you're looking pale. So then you start depositing more color and it becomes a hot mess. So always start with a fresh, clean, exfoliated and moisturized canvas and use a sunless tanner that does have a good fading process. That's super important. Um, Kelsey, you're not going to believe who actually makes my favorite sunless tanner. Mm -hmm. Fake Bake. Do you remember this brand from high school? No, not at all. No. Oh my God. It was so runny and liquidy and gross. Um, (laughs) I came back to this product because I saw it at the professional store and was like, no way. I can't believe it still exists. And one of their bottles said it was the preferred tanner for dancing with the stars. (laughs) So it intrigued me. And I've tried most of the formulas. My absolute favorite favorite is their style flawless. This actually comes in a spray bottle, like the kind your Victoria's Secret body slash comes in. Um, I've never had any clogging problems. I spray the solution onto my mitt and then just move it around on my skin. And it's really great. Um, They also make a sunless tan for your face that has some nice anti-aging properties. I think that it's important to note for buying a sunless tanning face product, make sure it's doing something good for your skin. Um, I'm not a huge fan of using sunless tanner on my face. Your face is actually so not supposed to just be one flat color. It needs dimension. So mm-hmm. from a professional makeup artist opinion, you're slightly doing yourself a disservice by tanning the face. It's hard to match your foundation to the shade and it completely flattens and takes out any of the dimension. Like I just said, I would do an underpinning technique here for makeup. I would match the shade of my neck and use this color to contour my face. Then I would go over the face with a foundation color that is in between the natural face color and the color of the contour and then bronze. Um, I've also tried the tan face towel. That's surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah, You've tried so many. Uh, yeah, I really have. Um, these are our favorites, but there are so many brands, pop, new brands popping up. So get to shopping. And the biggest thing we wanted you to take away from this episode is that you have to shave, exfoliate, moisturize, and wear minimal clothing for the perfect sunless tanning application. And the mitt is a necessity and lotions and mousses are your most user-friendly ways to apply. Oh, that was great, Lauren. I I feel like I learned a lot because I didn't know a lot of this stuff because I don't I dabble in the self tanner. But I feel like once I found St. Tropez, I was like, okay, I don't need to explore anymore. I found the one that works. I am with you all the way. Like, really, this episode is like, just go buy St. Tropez and you're good. Like, don't waste (laughs) your money (laughs) everywhere else. But yeah, and then this this uh, episode like really inspired me to learn more about body makeup too. So I hope we can talk a little bit more about that later. Mm. We definitely will. But I thought it was also a good opportunity because you're so knowledgeable. And sometimes I feel like I, we're going to have a few episodes in the future where I just kind of like kick back and listen to what you're saying. <laughs> so I feel like I did my good work. So now you can do your good work. <laughs> <laughs> you passed the torch. Okay. Yay! All right, Kelsey, what made you happy this week? So originally I was going to talk about that. I had started a new book, but as of last night, I have finished my right, new book. I just book. saw that update. What, like, <laughs> What the heck? That's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. So the book I read was called The Grace Year by Kim Ligget, Ligget, L-I-G-G-E-T-T. So it was sort of Lord of the Flies meets The Crucible meets Handmaid's Tale. Um, so it was kind of cool. It was basically girls when they're like 18, they get sent away for a year. And um, so it's sort of like... 
uh, girls turning on each other, kind of mean girls style. But then there's also, um, you know, the self-governing. And then also it's like the whole like, well, why do we get sent away in the first place kind of thing? Like the patriarchy. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it's pretty good. I, I finished it last night and I really enjoyed it. So um, it is young adult dystopia fantasy kind of deal. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, what made you happy this week? Yeah. So I propagated my vines and succulents <laughs> and <laughs> painted more mini pots. I'm learning so much about vines and succulents. I would love to keep propagating. Um, I added three more macrame hangers to my living room. I think I want to propagate in those clear little like test tubes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I so think I want to cool. start doing that. I have this wall um, going on in my living room that has like fairy lights, hanging vines, some metallic air planners. So I think the test tubes would be the next cute little thing to add there. Mm-hmm. And um, also I just got a new book in the mail that I'm super excited about. It's by the holistic psychologist and it's called how to do the work. So I have to finish up a few chapters of my previous book on self-awakening and finding your purpose. And then I'm on to healing more generational trauma. <laughs> What? So it's called How to Do the Work. And uh, what made you pick it up? What's it? What was you? Yeah. So there actually is, um, she has an account on Instagram and I see her on Facebook a lot called the holistic psychologist and just everything she says is, it, it, it just like blows my mind. Um, mm-hmm. it makes me realize that I'm not a crazy person. That's like, you know, I was raised by feral animals and that's okay. <laughs> like I just have to come back from it. So <laughs> yeah, actually this, it, this is kind of crazy, but, um, I share her stuff a lot on Facebook and my mm-hmm. mom, when she chose to stop talking to me, it was because of sharing this. I never pointed fingers. I just thought it was really good resources for anybody else that might be struggling with the same thing, like how to put up a boundary or how to like let people know that they're gaslighting you and what they're saying actually isn't right. And um, so it's kind of going to be interesting to be full circle about, you know, this woman is kind of a big reason that my mom like stopped speaking to me, but I'm going to read the whole book and figure <laughs> out how to fix my life. <laughs> well, once you start it, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, self-work, I've also been really enjoying the the How to Not Give a Fuck podcast. I've still been listening to that and I really enjoy it. So yeah, if you're looking for tips and tricks on how to not give a fuck about stuff, because I'm definitely one of those people that I care too much about things. So many thoughts. Yeah, I have. And I obsessive thoughts about things that just don't even matter. So um, yeah, that one's been really helpful, too. So, yeah, I really need to check that out. That, cool. That was our, our self-care moment for you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope you have a great week and we'll uh, speak to you next week, I guess. Yeah. All yeah. Right. On okay. makeup brushes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.